Support for this episode is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this offer for you. 20% 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TCC at manscaped.com. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0, and I'm blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and details on the 4.0 are next level. Now listen, guys. I'll be honest with you. I've gone down there with razors, with other trimmers, And I've left it a bloody mess before. It's not the route that you want to go. This trimmer is the route that you want to go. If you go down there with other products, it's itchy, it hurts. But Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. I now feel confident shaving my boys. This upgraded trimmer includes a multi-function on off switch that can engage a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn on the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes 1 through 4. Did I mention wireless charging? The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help your battery length last longer. Men, if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've definitely been doing it wrong. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. It's time to get your own ball hair and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boys. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TCC at manscaped.com. Your balls will. Thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TCC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code TCC. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. In today's episode of TCC, we talk about a little bit of everything. Some good stuff. Talk about life after college and have a couple interesting random conversations that are very intriguing. So stay tuned. Let's do it. Welcome back to another episode of TCC. I'm JB. I'm Kai. And I'm Noah. Today's episode is brought to you by yours truly. <clears throat> I'm going to be leading this episode. It's probably going to go super shitty, but, you know, just bear <laughs> right. with me, you know? I'm just kidding. Whoa, is someone it, else doing the intro? I just did. Oh. I mean, the opening. Oh. The, the pre-song intro. Somebody could do it. Okay. It's still his job. Oh, no. okay. Okay. So you're going to hear me a lot. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Alright, well, fine. Whatever. I say we flip a coin. We could do that too. A three-sided coin. Isn't that a... What would... I'm not going to try to figure that out. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about <clears throat> life after college. Oh. And this is something that we've kind of dabbled in a few times, but we've never actually dug deep into it. Um... I kind of want to start out with where we're all at right now. Um, 
we just had a life update so that if you listened previously, that'll give you a pretty good idea where we're at. But as far as job wise, living situation, like full detail where we're at. Should we address the train wreck of an episode that we had last week? <laughs> it was two weeks ago. Oh, it was two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I think we should before we start <laughs> this episode. Oh man. Uh, as I brought it up, we were just we we're just getting back into the flow of things. It Dude, had been it what so two rough. weeks since recording. Yeah. And we all showed up and we're like, "This is not it. This is not the vibe today." <laughs> we were like yeah. all up. Not literally. I don't know about that. (laughs) Just all not in the right headspace. But yeah, that happened. Hopefully someone enjoyed it. I don't know about that. (laughs) I hope at least two people enjoyed it. I have high standards. (laughs) Two people's high standards. For that episode. It's easily the worst episode we've probably done. Uh, We can blame JB for it, though. Wow. How's that my fault? I blame right, both guys, of you ha- for that b- episode. Both of us? I was drinking yeah. beer. I'm my fine. life was interesting. Right, but you interrupted with hurdy-gurdies, and oh, you interrupted yeah. with CDL talk. No, that was a debate, and I won that debate. Yeah, very much. Much. You didn't win. You just didn't mm. lose. Mm. Two people that know pretty much nothing about CDLs were debating CDLs. That is false. I know a lot about CDLs. And I know more than you, but less than him. <laughs> Everyone likes the debates, though, dude. People tell me they're like, dude, that was hilarious. I hope so. So actually, yeah, somebody did like the episode. My sister liked it. All right. Yeah. That was her favorite part. There's one. <laughs> now we just got to get to that, too. <laughs> Let us know in the comments. Is she's so, gonna she's gonna text me and be like, I "Can't believe you called me out on the show." It's like it's fine. It's, it's not it's the fine. first time we've mentioned your sister on the show. I know, but I haven't talked about her listening before. <laughs> I didn't know she listened until this very moment. You should so. tell some of her dirty secrets on um, the live stream, or right now, or right now. Yeah, no. right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> what about your I'll dirty pass. secrets? What? I don't have any dirty secrets? Not with that. Why? Yes, you'd come on. What? What do you think was the worst episode? To date. Um, <clears throat> I feel like one of the COVID episodes were pretty bad, but I've, I never listened back to any of those. Yeah. I, nope. Dallas's birthday episode. I was going to say the yep. same thing. Love you, Terrible Dallas, episode. but that was yeah. rough. The first two were okay. But that one, we, <laughs> but the one we published was pretty bad. The first two were <laughs> okay. For episode 100, I'm putting together like a a segment where we just talk about like some of the past episodes and like what happened behind the scenes yeah that episode will definitely be one of during those first three hours yeah (laughs) man anyways jb you want to talk about life after college yes or life up to now featuring college basically yes okay so noah why don't you start where are you at right now I have a bachelor's in integrated strategic communications, um, and I am not using my degree <laughs> in the career that I have. I think you're using your degree in the podcast. That That's true. That is so true. I am using it in a place that I want, but not in my career. I And, and also, I am debt-free. I have no student loan debt at all. Did your degree mean a bigger pay raise? 
Uh, it depends. I mean, the barrier to entry is like minimum wage at times. Uh, and then you work your way up the ladder and opportunities are pretty much endless. So interesting. Probably tops out at like 120 grand, maybe 130. So a year. Yes. So yes. What did your degree mean? You're getting paid more money. Oh no, (laughs) no, no, currently no, not because I'm not using it in the career that I'm well, like I'll hear no no offense to those who tell me but boomers hear them tell me all the time like oh well the reason you should get a degree i'll be like well i don't even know what i want to do with my life right now why does it make sense to get a degree if i don't know i'm going to use it right they'll say well even in a field that where you're not using your degree you'll get paid more money right and i have never seen any actual evidence of that except for teachers and pastors yeah no they and law enforcement but Mm -hmm. But uh, you have to have very specific degrees. To, like it's some, t- from what I've heard, yeah, it's really it hard to depends. get in. Like the one cop we know, uh-huh. is, he he was describing the difficulty just finding a law enforcement job. Correct, and I think it depends on the agency on yeah, whether or not yeah, they actually will like give you a pay increase based on your degree. I don't know that for sure, but I would I would think that some probably no, some probably yes, probably yeah. Mine did not and does not. Like when I worked in construction, they pretty much laughed at me when I was like, hey, I graduated. Like I accomplished this thing. Like I'm educated now. I can be a better team like player. And they were like, "Uh, no, you're not. Like you still (laughs) can't run this heavy equipment. You still don't know X, Y, and Z. Like you're still like we're still working you up to like finishing work and your tile looks like shit <laughs> so we're not why would we pay you more just um, cuz you have a piece of paper that has nothing to do with them right and then even transferring to the job that i have now the degree didn't mean anything right and it didn't give me any more money it was the experience that i had brought over that gave me more money right so yay podcast <laughs> so yay podcast <laughs> <clears throat> Does that answer does that answer your question? Kind yes. of give you an idea like Okay, cool. For sure. Kai. Well, I guess I'll go next. Um having <clears throat> zero degrees, uh, I think I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <clears throat> I'm having the job that all those boomers said I'd need a degree for. And I don't have one. So that's great. Yeah, I mean I I was I was always going to school because I loved the classes, not so much for the degree. And since COVID, classes got much less enjoyable. So I thought, you know, maybe no. Maybe I'll just like work instead of instead of getting uh, instead of paying money to potentially get a job. I started working construction, working it well. And I was doing a few online classes, passed some of them, failed some of them, but I was working full time, so I fully expected to. And then it was moving into the job I have now where I realized, like, okay, all my theories about this field of work was that there's no point in going to school for it because all the stuff you learn is new stuff and it's all experiential. And that's what all the hiring people told me is that they wouldn't hire someone with a degree. They would hire someone with better personality skills. And I tell you what, I got pretty good social skills, so why not? Yeah, um, I, I would go back to college if... You know, if I wanted to, <laughs> and I don't, 
not right now. I want to pass calculus four at some point, but not at the time being. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. JB, what about you? So I went to community college for like a year, kind of a year and a half, but not full time. I was working full time. Um, so I kind of just took bare minimum that I could while working. Um, I have no idea how many credits I have, have, or had when I stopped. Um, but the main, the only reason that I was going was because I wanted to go into law enforcement and at least give me something. Right. Um, one for the pay increase and two just as a backfall. Um, and pretty much when it got to the point where I realized I don't, didn't want to go into that field anymore, I stopped, um, and just kept working. So. Um, it wasn't, it was pretty mellow, like five to 10 credits, did a couple online classes. Like it wasn't anything major. So Hmm. that's all the college experience I have. Um, with that, how, cause like for me, the transition from going to college to working was really seamless because I didn't go full time. Um, I know Noah, you were still working. And Kai, you were still working while going to college. Yeah. Um, when you either when you graduated or when you stopped going, how was the transition fully into the workforce after you guys either graduated or stopped going? What did that look like? You know, for me, it was. Um, I really love the places that I've worked, and the people I've worked with. And that was definitely a huge part of the deciding factor to go to work or to move jobs is like, I really love where I'll be working, what I'll be doing. So I was going from schooling, which I loved the classes I was taking to work. And I loved the work I was doing. It was, it was of course a big shift, but I mean, I went from learning in school to learning at work because there was always that learning period at work. And then, uh, getting to the point where I'm more autonomous is, uh, it's, it's, it's different. It's not like, like work. I mean, sorry, school is, is so, you have to be so focused, so ready, so alert, so uh, in tune with all the new stuff that you're learning, all the new stuff coming in and then work. You only have to learn the stuff, like one set of job responsibilities really, uh, until you get promoted or moved to a new position or anything like that, then you're learning more. But you get into a point where it becomes more natural, where, for me at least, where it became more natural and, and more, uh, not monotonous, but consistent. So that was, it's it's a lot easier to work than to go to school. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I did full-time school, full-time work. And then a part-time internship, as well as volunteering. So, it's hard to be like, oh, one would be, one was easier than the other. Um, Even when I, like, upped the work amount and lowered the schooling, I still was busy as hell. Um, It... What was your question again? So I can. How was the transition from college into the workforce? Yeah. For you? Um, 
I mean, it was pretty, pretty seamless. I think that I had the, I had, I already knew that the degree didn't mean anything that taking the degree into the workforce was just like, a like a checklist item. And it's kind of how I felt like with high school is like high school is really easy. Anyone can pass it. If you can't <laughs> pass it, then it's because your parents aren't hard enough on you or they're not involved in your life and they're not there to push you to do one of uh, something that's very easy or um, you just straight up didn't do the homework and you're lazy and you fell in with the wrong crowd um, or like you have to try to not past high school yeah you have you to really have to try oh yeah and they yeah, make that's it a, that's so... a lot of belittling for a potential listener who has not passed high school <laughs> no it's it, i don't think it should be belittling belittling at all it's like more of a wake-up call <clears throat> like because <clears throat> I, I mentioned that kid that i um dealt with at one of the high schools i worked at in the, when i was at the school district yeah as a security dude yeah so when i was there he was just he was an athlete decent enough kid but he just kept getting in trouble with teachers like super dumb stuff like right. getting kicked out of class all the time and i just looked at him and i was like dude you like playing sports it's like, yeah it's like okay so sports are easy for you right it's like yeah I'm like is school easy for you he's like yeah i'm like then what the f- are you doing like right get your head out of your ass because this is literally the easiest part of your life right now right you get to play sports, have fun, hang out with your friends every every day. All you got to do is not mess around in class and just get decent grades and pass this and get out of here. Like, right. Once you leave here, everything else is harder. Everything. Right. This is not like everything else is harder. Everything. And I think in, in my train of thought there was <clears throat> If high school is super easy and you have to try to not pass it, then, and it's kind of looked at it like this checklist thing. Like businesses don't care what you studied in high school. They just care that you did it, that you can accomplish something. So I think that when accomplishing high school, super easy, and then like getting my degree, which was, you know, somewhat easy, maybe, I don't know, that's debatable, but to then get my degree and like look around like oh i got the piece of paper that like everybody wants it's like the thing that like gets me in it's my ticket in the door and then realize like oh it doesn't actually get you in the door right that was that was a pretty big wake up call i would say but it didn't it didn't stop me from going the direction that i wanted to go because i looked around and i was like i got this piece of paper like <clears throat> It's going to get me where I need to go. Like it proves just like the high school diploma that I can just accomplish something. Cause right. that's really all teachers care about, at least in the, in the public sector. Like mm-hmm. you're just another name on the checklist. Right. And as long as they can check all the names off the list then they get more money and they can pay their teachers better. And then people can like, you know, they get funding for their arts or their football team. And then once they do good, then they get more money. And it's like this whole weird game of like, money and just like trying to push kids out the door and make sure that they can accomplish something so that they can go into the world and accomplish something, right. which 
it's a horrible translation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very so true. It's very true. It's a horrible translation. Yeah. So then when I got my degree, I was like, hey, like I got this thing. It proves that I can do more than everybody else can. And then to look around and be like, oh, it's not actually what businesses care about. It was right. like a pretty big wake up call. Mm-hmm. Well, and let's push further into the psychology of of what it means to earn a high school diploma because there's <clears throat> there's all these people who are, I mean, across the world, there's relatively a standardized set of education right. to where everyone has an equivalent, I believe, of a high school diploma. And, and at least in America, you get that high school diploma right around when you turn 18, yeah. which means you're hitting... Um, like you're achieving what is considered the standard of achievement around the same time you're considered to be an actual adult or, you know, for guys, yeah. you're a man now or, or whatever it is. It, it, it kind of not tricks necessarily, but convinces us like, okay, in order to be successful, I need to match everyone else in this area. Right. And, and, and as soon as I'm, get that match i'm also met with this gratification of like well now i'm an adult i have my diploma i'm 18 right I can do everything i need to do you hear about like all these like military guys that like just dropped out and like decided to go in the military and they're performing amazing they're like green berets that shoot mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 <laughs> and then there's still people in the army that are like but this ged thing like over here like if you do it, you can prove to us that you can accomplish something. You're like, what do you mean? Like, I've got 30 confirmed kills and I can shoot 10 out of 10 with my eyes shut. Like, what do you like? Is that talent not good enough for you? And everybody looks around. They're like, no, it's not like <laughs> it's GED over here. You got to prove that you can accomplish something. Right. And you're like, look at everything else I'm doing. Yeah, Why get, is that get not this GD GED? Yeah. yeah, for real. Which is funny because that kind of translates right like straight into the workplace, right? Like, I'm probably one of the youngest guys in my position right. in the county, or close to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it has nothing to do with, like, my accomplishments, right? Like, I didn't accomplish something that made me eligible for this position. It's my work ethic and how I've been trained in time in the seat that makes me able to do my job right so it's like a false reality of this accomplishment either being high school or being college that literally does not translate whatsoever into the workplace in my opinion because it's like yes you completed something yes you can show your your bosses or an owner or whatever that you have the consistency to stay with something and show up and whatever but would you rather have somebody that's been at the same walmart job for five years come work for you or the guy that just graduated from college with a freaking master's that can't find a job probably gonna take the guy with some consistent yeah but even walmart though but even then like (laughs) that's consistency dude like (laughs) when you when even if i was to look at it like i want to put if i was a private business owner i want to put my money on the guys who can accomplish things right I'm not going to put, I do want to put my money on the guy that shows up every morning, that's on time, mm-hmm. that's got great work ethic that wants to put in the overtime, but how do I know that he's going to be able to accomplish the task if he didn't 
you know, drop if he dropped out of high school or if he dropped out of college or or whatever. So even then, that's like a a mental block that I got to get over. Right. For sure. And and on top of that, is it though? Because if I'm an interviewer at a fairly successful company trying to interview for a certain position that's needed and necessary, then I might get 100 applicants. Right. I'm not going to interview 100 people for this job. Right. I want to interview 10. Mm-hmm. Less I'm, than, probably. So how am I going to, just based off of resume, interview 10 or less people out of 100 applicants and figure out who are the best ones? Then and, you and have some, a barrier to entry. Right. Well, well, some places do have barrier to entry, and that's that's one place. But I see it falling more and more out of style as keyword application searches are becoming more and more standardized, where they'll basically scan the application, convert to a PDF, like right. all, all electronically, and 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 uh, search by keywords like relatable or personable or training or learning and, right. and 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 try to get the most and then that at least filters maybe the applications down to 25 applications and i can read through those and it's all yeah complex that's, that's true but even then anybody can write relatable on their application that's how I w- that's how i was taught to i mean that's how to do um scholarship applications was yeah was use these keywords when you're applying right I mean, I put on like on my resume, it says relatable and personable in the workplace. I am neither of those. <laughs> I am not. I'm like the quiet guy. Like I'm not the outgoing, energetic team. You're, like you got called out for that once. Let's go. What do you mean? Remember the Panda Express interview? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was probably one of my first interviews though. <laughs> so that doesn't count. It was funny. You should tell the story. I think you might've already said it on the podcast. Um, basically, uh, Andre's brother, uh, was going to get me a job at Panda Express. And I showed up to the interview, like having pretty well prepped, like knowing what I was walking into pretty much expecting like, Hey, my homie put his name on me. That should be all I need. So I sit down with the lady. Interview goes pretty well. Uh, you know, I'm nervous. I look like a goofball. It's my first time wearing like a tie. I'm pretty sure it was a clip-on tie. I got a story to go with that. Um, <laughs> first time you didn't look like a school shooter. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and I... Have you not heard that inside joke? It's a great one. No. Anyways, he... So I... So at the very end of the interview, the the girl goes, "Okay, so if you're gonna run the cash the cash register, then you need to be like pretty personable with the with the customers, and you need to be able to strike up a conversation with them. So right now, what you're gonna go over and do is you see that girl over there behind the counter. You're just gonna go over there and strike up a conversation with her. And I was like, uh, okay. So I went over. I was like, hey, I'm Noah." I'm over there interviewing for this position down. I don't know if you knew that. Good to meet you. I left. <laughs> and I didn't get the job because apparently I wasn't personable enough. Well, what I remember That's you telling me. That's such a weird thing to do. It in is an such interview. a weird thing to do. <laughs> what? What I remember you telling me is you went back to the interviewer and she said, okay, so if I went and asked that girl how that conversation went, what would you say? 
And you responded, well, she'd probably tell you I was really awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, I was like. Well, it'd probably be like really awkward and uncomfortable. Like, I don't even know if she knew I was supposed to be talking to her. Like, mm. whatever. I didn't get the job, but I'm thankful <laughs> I didn't get the job. <laughs> you could be an exec at Panda Express yeah, right now. Yeah, for real. I, right. did I have a did I have a point or a track that I was on before that? Sorry. No, you're fine. Yeah, I am. I don't remember if if I did or not. I think you did actually. Um Yeah, we were talking about uh you were talking about your resume. You were personable yes. on your resume. Oh, yeah. But I work, mean, you're not. Oh, that was just to counter your point of like if you like keywords on a resume. Yeah, and right. I mean anybody can do that. But when you like look at like a degree or like a certificate of completion or something, then that would stand out more to me than somebody mm-hmm. just typing in what they think about <laughs> themselves or what they, or what, or what they like need me as the recruiter to hear. Yeah. You know, you'll tell them anything to get that job if, if you really want it. So that's one thing that I find very interesting um, is work ethic like, how do you portray work ethic in a resume and in an interview? Like, basically having to brag on yourself, but then, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know how that works, right? Because, like, a lot of my, actually, all but one of my interviews have been, like, sit-down lunch, like, times, basically. Like, just yeah, just simple conversations. Probably very similar to you. Mm-hmm. Um Kai in the fact that a lot of a lot of the positions that have been available to us are like word of mouth type of stuff or somebody seeing you in your current job and then wanting you for their job and stuff (laughs) like that um like formal interviews are very weird to me like because I've had very minimal interviews like that so I'm like uh how does that work like how do you portray because I'm the type of person that like, I didn't go to college. I graduated high school. I have work experience, but I will work my ass off and work twice as hard as anyone around me. I I think the difference is is in the field. So if you have a degree and you say, hey, I know how to code or I know how to work the Google ad system or I know how to, like, work all these applications that work um, – like all social media accounts and I know how to do finance and Excel sheets and like work really hard. If you, if you brag on yourself in the interview, which you can totally lie about and they're kind of just have to take a gamble. Um, the company, if, if it doesn't work out, the company has to get rid of you and they, and it's more of a risk. Whereas in the construction field and like your job, if you say all these things and all these people have said all these crazy things about you, like, hey, he can run a team, he can do, like, dirt to to ceiling, he can do X, Y, and Z, it's like, okay, I want him as my superintendent. So you go into this lunch interview and you talk about how you could be a superintendent, how you're good at managing people, you really talk yourself up. You don't live up to that hype. They're not necessarily going to just boot you out the door. They're just going to say, hey, JB, here's a shovel go shovel for the rest of your life. And that's what you get for lying to us. Right. Like they can still find a use for you. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if you go into um, like a marketing field and you're losing money on all of your accounts, they're going to go, 
oh, you're a liar. You can leave <laughs> yeah. and leave everything on your desk. Right. They don't have anywhere to like reposition you. Yeah. And I think the same goes for um, like the medical field. Like, oh, you thought that you could just cut open this organ? You can leave now. <laughs> don't ever lie about being an RN or an right. whatever, a CNA ever yeah. again, you know? And that's that's an interesting point because like in typically in those conversations I I always would downplay what I'm capable of. I always I always did that. And I I don't think it ever hurt me, but I don't think it ever I I don't know because it's like I like to over deliver, like under right. promise over deliver, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's just like that's what I I would rather what, somebody what? be impressed <laughs> than be like Eh, you're not quite up on the same level that you said you were, right. you know, and then them be disappointed and like second guess their decision to pick me for the job. Yeah. Like I was just telling Noah today, sometimes the way a job works is you finish what you're supposed to do early. Then they tell you, you have two days to complete it. So you ask for three. Right. And, and, uh, I, I think of things a bit differently than Noah does in terms of work ethic. Rather in my mind, it's like, Work ethic isn't really proven on a resume and it's not really to earn the job. Earning the job is qualifications and knowledge and experience, right. like proof that you can do the job. But then mm-hmm. work ethic is rather when it comes in time for building that person as a reference or building uh, like like working toward a promotion or something of that nature. Right. Yep. Even in other fields, you kind of look at people have something to show for it. Like if you look at like photography or graphic design, you have examples to back up your claims. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a portfolio. Yeah. You have a portfolio that you can go off of. I can't think of any other. Yeah. For work ethic, it's just, here's my previous bosses. Right. But even then, like the, the private industries, I mean, JB experiences, he got fired or not. No, he, you quit. Mm-hmm. No, no, I got you, fired. you went in, you were like, Hey, I'm looking for somewhere else. And they were like, okay, well then you can leave right now. Yeah. That was after I asked for more money. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, gets a much better job and the company runs his name through the mud because he was a great asset to their company. Right. How do you go to an employer and be like, Hey, what they're saying about me is true because you're already on the defense. That's right. how like false. What do you mean? What they're saying about me is false. Yeah, you said true. Sorry, true, <laughs> false. What they're saying about me is false. You're already going in defending yourself, right. so you're already a leg down, mm-hmm. and you may not ever get that leg back up. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, so, I don't know that they were running my name through the through the mud, um, but now I work with them on a different. Yeah, in a different relationship, in, in a different, yeah. very different relationship, um, and it's been very interesting to say the least. But that is one thing that my dad has told me ever since I started working construction. He's like, it is a very small community of people that work yeah. construction. Right. You mess your name up here, you will have to move to get another job. Right. Because word travels very fast, and it's going to be what it's going to be. And what's interesting, because I had a conversation with my current boss about this. Um, I had a guy who um, used to work with me at that last company. 
he called me. I worked with him at the company I went to after um, I got fired. And so I, and I've known him for a while. We're pretty good friends. He called me and he's like, Hey, you need to watch your ass. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm just hearing things. They're going to be out to get you. And like, you better just watch your back. And I was like, great. Wow. So that's where that whole, like, I don't, I don't know where their head's at, whatever. So I sit down and talk to my boss and it was actually, he's super cool. And he was just like, honestly, I knew I might lose the company that you left to come here. I didn't really think about the company that fired you, Hmm. but either way, if they don't want to work with us, tough shit. I don't care. Like that was, that's you were more valuable than a partnership with that company. Yes. Woo. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so yeah, and it was super cool because I'm like, the guy's got my back no matter what. Yeah, like it is. It just 100 percent is what it is, and he doesn't give a shit. Like if right. they have a problem with it, sorry, this is your guy. So deal with it or find someone else. Um, but like dealing with that really hasn't been that bad because of that. Um. But it could always be a thing. It probably will always be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did get a little lax with that company, and they f***ed me in the ass really bad. Yeah. So we're going to kind of rein that back, and I'm going to be a hard-ass back, and they're probably not going to like it, but I don't really care. Do everything by the book and the way they train me to do right. and uh, just throw it back at them and yeah. see how they like it. So I helped them out with something. Did something without a signed piece of paper in my hand. Did them a solid, and then they said they didn't want to pay for it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's how you're going to be. <laughs> After the previous like two or three jobs that I completed with them, we gave them money back because they fucked up. Yeah. So it's like, okay, the favors are flowing in your direction, and then you want to fuck me. Okay. <laughs> but it's an interesting balance. Um. So let me let me ask you this. Do you do you guys regret not getting especially you JB getting the education as a backup? No. I can't imagine that your name just gets trashed. Right. But if it does, you don't have a backup. At least to my knowledge. I do, technically, because I I kind of have the best of both worlds. Mhm. Um as an operator or a foreman in the field, nobody gives a shit if you were a shit project manager or a shit estimator. Right. Like, it's irrelevant to them. They don't care. Okay. Um, so that's where I kind of have, you know, the best of both worlds, right? If I can't, if something happens and I can't find another estimator project manager job, something happens where I'm at, I can always go run equipment. I can always go be a foreman and work my way right. up to be a superintendent. Like, there's still ways for me to make money um, or I could go out on my own or, you know what I mean? Like there's, I'm, yeah. I'm fine. And I, when I was on the road um, after I turned 18, the guy I worked for, he always told me, he's like, you need to go to OSU and get a, um, basically a construction management degree. He's like that that like you you can come out of that you can go straight to work for x y and z and make 80 to 120 grand a year right out of college um i went to college didn't go to osu um 
and didn't I'm get a construction management degree. Did not get a construction management degree. Am doing just that, and have been for, I have what almost three years, three years of experience Ooh. under my belt now. Um. So I did that just in a different way, and that's where experience over education works has worked for me. Um, after five to 10 years of experience, I could probably go apply to those same companies and get a job like that. Like you get enough experience and time and, um, whatever. Nobody gives a shit about your degree hmm. as a new hire at certain companies. A hundred percent. They want a degree. Um, well, <clears throat> do you think that they want the degree so that then they can just mold you into what the company needs? hundred percent. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it depends on the company. Tell me, but, about, it. Tell me about it. So certain companies have different business models, right? A smaller civil construction company is going to operate very different. Like even, even where I was a project manager before and where I'm a project manager now work very different. Before, I did everything. Like I had access to all of our costs, all of our hours, all of our budgets. Like I ran that job. Right. Now... I have to request that information from an administrative assistant or administrator on our like admin side of things because I work for a much larger company now, which is very different. I can't just go log into our accounting software and look at every job cost that's hit that job, who's worked on that job, you know, how much concrete we've ordered, how much rock, well, you know, whatever. I can't go just go look at that. Right. I have to request that. So it's very different. With that being said, in bigger companies, they typically want somebody with management education um, as well as um, like project management and construction management has a lot to do with organization and um, accountability type stuff and being able to read a contract and keeping deadlines. Correct. And it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff that not everyone can do. I mean, if you just pull a guy out of the field and throw him in the office, he's going to have no inclination of like what a schedule is, how to keep a schedule, what a budget is, how to estimate production and how to use production based on literally everything in the business. Because everything construction wise, money wise is based off production. So if you don't understand like basically like those people already have those understandings. Right. Um, where I think the big difference is, at least for me, is having, like, I'm overqualified on the estimating side for what I do now, and I'm qualified for the management side of it. Where if you've never bid work, you don't know the difference between anything. You have no right. prior knowledge other than what you were taught in school. But how does that relate to what you're actually doing? Yeah. It might not. I mean, estimates, numbers, math, that's it. That's, yeah, that's to, all. A, to yeah. a degree. Yeah. It's as long as there's some dollar signs behind your price, right? <laughs> that was Noah's math degree in college. Yeah, it was. It paid off very very well, much better than algebra ever will. <laughs> Lose my mind. <laughs> personal finance. <laughs> it should be required. Personal finance should be required. No, I would throw a fit if I had to take that class. So, okay, that kind of rolls us right into another topic that I think is a great <laughs> I'm not idea. saying that it should be in place of algebra. 
I think you can have both. I didn't take algebra in college. Did Neither you take did it in I. High school? I did take it in high school. So I took, you I took didn't mine in middle college. school. Same. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I took two algebra classes. Whatever. <laughs> um, I think it should be required. Personal finance: how to run your money. Nah. I yeah. think it should. It <laughs> <laughs> well, like I'm wondering, I took an economics class. We had personal finance in that. How close oh. can you really blur those lines? Anyway, Even personal finance is so broad. It's true. JB was about to transition. Like that's okay. In my personal okay, finance class, okay, we talked about how to write checks. Ask me how many checks I've written as an adult. I write a lot of checks. Two. Actually. I've never written a check as. I've an adult. written a check, only one. I've never had. It was when I got a speeding ticket. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I bought three checks. So, wait. So what are you spending your checks on? What are you? I transfer money between banks and shit. Oh. Uh, so. Well, they have apps for that. And stuff. Yeah, I use. I always do it digitally. Yeah, but it's it's weird because then you gotta link stuff and like bank to bank doesn't really like I I have so accounts. You're, so you're with, telling me you would rather get a printed piece of paper and write on it every time you want to make a transaction rather than link it once the first time and slide a button? It's on my way home. That <laughs> for now. And like. But you gotta like turn your truck off. You gotta like roll down your window. You have to open the door. You gotta lean down well, to the ATM. No, no, I don't because this one's really wide, so I can just get out of my truck and I just walk up to the ATM. <laughs> you have to get out of your truck to go to an ATM. Yeah, you could it, just. Otherwise, I'm like. Otherwise, I'm like hanging out of my truck to try to reach it. That's a bitch. Yeah, and no one likes when it's all just hanging out. Yeah, but so they're two different banks, like. All my money goes into uh, bank one, right? See, and, and I'm sure that works for two different banks, but I transfer between four different accounts. I don't want to write checks for all of those. I only transfer between two. Right. So digital transfer is easier for me. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. shouldn't That's have done okay. that. That's okay. Yeah, I'm digital transfer as well. Anyways. Ooh, you guys uh, are just way more cool than me. You're a boomer. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm like three, Business should be done the old-fashioned way. It's it's a personal thing, man to man. Shake I, their hand. I don't pay face my mortgage face. in pennies. Not with that attitude. <laughs> yeah, you could. <laughs> Nobody's stopping you. That was so dumb. Coin shortage. <laughs> um, let me tell y'all about Ma Energy. If you haven't jumped onto the superfuel train, there's no better place to start than Ma Energy. It's specifically formulated to give gamers an edge over the competition. Their energy and focus blend gives you a sugar-free, no-crash energy boost, sharpening your perception and accelerating your reactions. I just spent $100 on this stuff because its pricing is so good and comparable to most energy fuel for gamers. There's so much energy that one small package is worth $150 of Red Bull, but it's better for you and more effective. The rewards program is easy to use, getting points for following on socials, but also for each dollar you spend. With it, you can get discounts on flavors or even a free shaker for your drinking ease. They also sell blue light glasses if you want to take better care of your gaming habits. For it to work, you need to click on the link in our description so you can use discount code MA10 and get 10% off at checkout. If you want to get 10% off, be sure to click on the link in our description and use discount code MA10. All right, so two more questions for you guys. Boogie. 
First one, what did you guys want to be when you were growing up? And then how did that change as you grew older? You know, I went through a phase for like a month where I said I wanted to be a cop. And I did not really want to be a cop. Yeah, I went like through the month. same phase. <laughs> a month. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a month long. At least that's how long it was in my head. From there, I went to an eight-month stint where I decided I wanted to be a spinal surgeon. It's I very had, specific. Yeah, because I had steady hands. I could work well under pressure. And uh, my dad has a bad back. Mm. That makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and did you say, how does that compare to now? Uh, just how, how has it changed? Um, uh, you know, I'm not going to spend seven years in college and then one year in residency <laughs> to do a job where I would have no social life. Yeah, that's fair. Makes sense. So that's why that changed. As fun as it would... Well, not fun. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun either. <laughs> That's another thing. Uh, like, there's an amount of satisfaction, you know, being like, um, you know, any other job. But being a spinal surgeon, you hardly even know the people. It's just another doctor comes to you and says, hey, we need surgery on this. Fuse the L6 and 7. I'm like, okay, I will. And then, and then I do it. I'll do that. And then some crying wife is like, "Thank you, thank you. You fixed him. Like, You're so welcome." And, and then you know I get paid a lot of money. I don't talk to her again. I don't really see why I found that appeal- appealing. You know, I watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and House House MD is another good one. Mm. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the. Uh, what it really comes down to is is anatomy is just so much so much so much building and work mentally and and memorization and so not worth it and it feels like it's it 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 dehumanizes or desensitizes me a bit you know like if i were to go and cut people up every day. It's like, that is not what I want to be. I don't think that'd be good for my mental health. So I thought, why don't I do something else? And then had no idea what that something else was until college, where I thought, computer science sounds fun. You know, computer engineering sounds funner. And then deconstruction. The end. No, yeah, then I went from construction to basically computer engineering anyways. So so now what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, shoot. <laughs> you know, I'm still deciding. Because I feel like I've done just a, just a little bit of kind of everything. You know, except cop and surgeon. <laughs> and That we know of, at least. Right, right. <laughs> yes. At least I won't share. I shot somebody and then did the surgery <laughs> on them. back up. And fixed him yeah. and put him back on the street. But you were really drunk, so you don't remember. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you were his assistant, but you have no idea. <laughs> uh, man, what do I want to do in the future? The, uh, I know I'm already almost 21, but it still feels like such a wide open possibility for me. Probably, want, I want to stay at the job I'm at for about five years. I don't really want it to be a long-term job. Heart change. I want to be heart change. But 
you know you want to be heart change what does that mean <laughs> i want to be a heart changer for life aren't aren't you that yeah yes <laughs> but like like full-time you know i i i want a pastor too i thought you said you didn't want to be a pastor when did i say that the At math dinner. the math thing oh that at too. dinner yeah. yeah the math thing too yeah I said apparently pastors don't have to be good at math, and you're like, well, I don't, I'm never, I'll never be a pastor or something like that. That was just really funny. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Your jokes and real, you know, real stuff yeah. is hard yeah, to tell. Yeah. Uh, if it's funny, it's probably a joke. Okay. <laughs> I didn't laugh at that though. You you smiled and. Oh, okay. You know what else I noticed? I'll say a lot of jokes on the podcast that go completely unnoticed by you two. But when I'm listening back, oh, I just laugh out loud to where I miss whatever the next person says. I just, man, I'm so I'm so funny. Man. But but they're your jokes. Yeah. But I'll forget that I say them. So it makes sense that you laugh at them. Cuz I'm hilarious. Yes. Okay. But nobody else laughed when you said you didn't want to be a pastor. <laughs> like that was a very serious conversation. Yeah, literally, literally my ex-girlfriend right there Jamie like, laughed I'm so funny I am so funny and then never laughs at any of my jokes is that why you broke up with me <laughs> <laughs> and thinks that they're so funny God, okay. you are funny thank uh, you you are funny thank you you know what I've what? got the comedians on my side no just because you can keep up with them oh uh, that, that too they only <laughs> like your original stuff and those are just some mediocre comedians. We, right. Okay, thanks. Yeah, we got <laughs> we got to elevate. Since I, since they've told me that, I've just moved more and more toward uh being free in my own sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah, so. But I I'm still lost as to how being a pastor, never being a pastor was a joke. Oh, um because <laughs> like my, I didn't ca- like I wasn't... felt like that was a very like genuine conversation we were having, and then you were like, oh, "I'd never be a pastor." I was like, "Oh, okay." I, I said, "That's why I could never be a pastor, not why I would," which indica- indicates uh, desire, but could indicates ability. Okay. And JB said, "Pastors are never mathematically inclined." Okay. So I said, "That's why I could never be a pastor." Okay. Not would. <laughs> No, you've walked us through this logical explanation, but why is that funny? Uh, I don't understand where there's humor in that. Technically not funny. I was more linking just two ideas. It was witty. Uh, Yeah, witty. Oh my gosh. Witty's good. See, the whole time I was opening the door for this conversation. Oh, Oh, you were foreshadowing the (laughs) podcast off the podcast. Of course. I was setting up oh a five-minute-long bit where you guys accuse me of not being funny. Here we are. There you go. And you're welcome, listeners, for being utterly confused for this entire time. Yeah, because they have no idea what we're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> okay, so you do or do not want to be a pastor? I do. <laughs> okay. I want to be a spiritual leader of people because that is how I feel most equipped in life to be. Does that make sense? Yes. Yet yeah, I also... And very mathematically inclined. So I could never be a pastor. Is that a joke? Yes. The fact we have to ask. Okay. Okay. Anyway. I'm, I'm tracking. All right. Yeah. Are we over this five minute bit about foreshadowing the podcast yes. during dinner? Long story short, I don't know. Okay. I would like being pastor. I would also like heavy math jobs because I love math and programming. Engineering. Mm. Yeah. Engineering too. 
that's fun. I that's love... originally what you were going to school for, engineering. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. cool. <clears throat> Machine language programming was super cool. And that's it. So wide open possibilities, just not cop or surgeon. Right. <laughs> um, I have a story to go with mine. So the, the first thing I ever wanted to be was an army man. An army, <laughs> an army Can you man. be more specific? Just an army man. Yeah. In the army, yeah, just Joe. a man that's there. Yeah. You know? And just a plastic stick figure. <laughs> <laughs> every the... every year for Halloween, Noah paints himself green. Yeah. I did go as an army man quite a few oh, years. My word. It was easy, that's why. Sure. Had a, I just needed to work the system. Mm. <laughs> Get as much candy as possible. Anyways, I so second grade, I wanted to be an army man. And, uh, I don't know if my mom knew this at this point, but I went to school on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, or maybe this day after or something. And this is really bad. We had to write in our Martin journal of, you know, Uh all of the things that he said, we'd write like, I have a dream to be an army man or to be a, a, it was very dumb. (laughs) That's not at all what he was saying. He was in second grade. It's second grade though. You know, second graders are dumb in public school. Then no, I agree. Uh, yeah, we had to write like <laughs> I have. I want to. I have a dream to be X, Y, and Z to see this fulfilled and to spread peace, and kindness, or whatever. <laughs> and I literally put, I have a dream to oh. shoot people. <laughs> and the story no. gets worse. I wrote that I wanted to shoot people, turned in my pamphlet early. My teacher then went over with it me, over with it with me. And she's like, you want to shoot people? I was like, yeah, I really want to shoot people. And she was like, okay, well, go choose something else. What? She, she called my mom that day. My mom comes to my room and she goes, hey, we need to talk about what happened at school today. I was like, what happened at school? Like, I... It was I'm Martin not, Luther King Day. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, well, what did you say for your I have a dream speech? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I wanted to be an army man or something. And she was like, you wrote that you wanted to shoot people. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because, like, that's what army men do is they shoot people. They shoot the bad guys. Uh... And she was like, okay. She didn't buy it. My mom didn't buy it at all. She thought that I had been playing too much Wii Boxing and that I was a- <laughs> That I was a violent kid. Oh my gosh. And so what she did was she put a parental ban on only Wii Boxing. We could play tennis, bowling, uh, golf, and baseball, but we couldn't play boxing because I said I wanted to shoot people oh in the second word. grade. You know, I'm impressed that your mom could do that. Me too. Like, I my parents, like, like, growing up, my parents had no idea how to work, like, my video games. Oh, my mom figured it out for sure. So I'm impressed. Good job, Jenny. <laughs> it started as Army Man. Uh, <laughs> I went through the cop stint. Uh, and then for a while, I wanted to be a chef. And I realized that was more just like me wanting a job that was creative. Um, and then in high school, damn, it gets even worse. You take the like career building test where they like, <laughs> they say like, all right, you're going to foreshadow for your like uh freshman classes you get to choose what you want to do let's take some career building like stuff so that you don't waste any time and you don't discover who you are you're going to take a five minute test and then you're going to go into that field they wanted me to be a sanitation driver to drive garbage trucks that's what i got was either that or traffic control at the airport 
That's so degrading, dude. I know. That's so <laughs> degrading. The whole test is degrading. Like, yeah, right. they choose, like, they kind of factor in your GPA. Uh-huh. So then all of the kids that have high GPAs and, like, test really good for, like, all of this, like, exciting, outgoing stuff, they get to be the doctors no. and the lawyers of the world. That's and so all the dumb. quiet kids with bad GPAs get to be the sanitation truck drivers and the, the, um, like flight attendants and bartender. like all the yeah bartender and like stay at home mom yeah yeah a lot of the Mormons got stay at home mom <laughs> you see <laughs> um, oh, those bunners so I <laughs> I said Mormons <laughs> Not... I was like how'd you get bunners from Mormons <laughs> I am confused <laughs> they're different well I know they're different <laughs> but. I he did go man I I don't know I didn't really figure it out from there I kind of just wandered around like I don't know what I want to do and even then I don't know what I want to do I know that I want to take the podcast like the whole nine yards I told Kai and Andre that day one I think I told JB when we brought you on like I want to go the whole nine yards I was talking with somebody yesterday I told them like I want to take it the full nine yards like not just stop at a podcast produce produce other shows pay them I'm a producer um i want to pro- like set up a full like studio booth so then we can have artists come in you know artists uh tend to like the portland area but there's no artists really out of the portland area so to like build a booth in a studio and like produce them um and run ads for other people like really make it a full media company that's where i like to go and that's like that sounds like the dream job but We'll see. Yeah, me, me, me too. <laughs> Kai's not on board with that. No, I actually, I legitimately, completely, hundred percent am. Like, I hate to say this, but I just don't see it as a possibility in the future. Yeah, but it it's possible, but it's 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 down the road a bit. Dude, you you tell me what we gotta do to get there, and I'm I'm on it's, board. It's a niche for sure. Because you went to yeah. college. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I didn't. <laughs> I just got to show you what to do. It's not, it's really not the hardest. Just a lot of people managing, and which, no, which no, I'm I mean, good at. When we're there, right. I feel completely capable. Right. Getting there, I'm, I have a blurry sight, whereas yeah. you seem to see more clearly. Yeah. I, I think. Not completely clear. Not entirely, but I think the next step is moving into like the streaming space to like Twitch hmm. and managing because you have all these kids with dreams just like we have mm-hmm. um, to be YouTubers or streamers or professional athletes or to be the next little whoever fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to get from A to B. Little Dicky. And so, yeah, little Dicky, little Zan, little Nas, little, little baby, Yachty, little baby. Yep. Duh, baby. <laughs> Duh, in front of anything now. Duh, Dicky. I think he's canceled, but who knows? Oh, no. Um, but yeah, something, something along that line of like taking like the kids that want to do X, Y, or Z. They have the money for it. Want to sign with an agency? That would be us. And yeah. then we'll walk them through the process of pushing them out the door. Kind of like a Taylor Swift thing where she signed, gave all of her stuff over. They helped her get to where she's at. And all you hypothetically need is one to pop off and, and make it, and then we're, right. we're we're there. Or to build enough around what you already have going and then continue that forward. I think for Kai and I, and I think I can speak on your behalf on this, uh, our business model very much comes from like uh, mythical entertainment. 
and yep. and like where they've gone because they started yeah. as like a small show and now they're producing other shows. They've got so many other things going on. They have their club that brings in like that what they need to make ends meet. Like that's the point of our monthly subscriber club is like if we can get 50 subscribers, we're bringing in X amount of dollars every month. That gives us the freedom to do that, what we're already good at, and then expand and build on to that project. So something like that. Yes. That's that's the dream. If it ever happens, who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, we had that one dream of getting bought out by Mr. Beast. That, moving to the East That Coast. could happen, too. <laughs> I'm open to it. Yeah. I've got the connections. Hit him up. I'm here for it. <laughs> so... Does that answer your question? What yeah, about you? 100%. What is your dream job? You want to be a TCC exec, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> let's, talk, um, let's talk about your papers after this episode. <laughs> that we can't give you. $2. <laughs> no, we're lowering him. He's not, oh, okay. He doesn't show enough enthusiasm. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I wanted to be an engineer when I was little, actually. Weirdly enough. Um, what does engineer mean to you? I wanted to be like a mechanical engineer. Or a structural okay. engineer. Okay. Um, I was always good at math, so, like, it just made sense. But um, I still think that's cool, but I was like, I don't want to go to college for that and then sit at a desk, but I'm sitting at a desk. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, from there, kind of, uh, I wanted to be a mechanic for a little bit, um, which, I mean, that's still a hobby of mine, but I figured out real quick that that gets really old um, pretty quick and is really hard on your body. Um, so then I want to be a cop for up until, what, four or five years ago, six years ago, seven, I don't know, whatever. Um, and then I was just like, well, I'm going to go in construction. So I don't know where I go from here. I'm just, like, going to try to climb the ladder and make money <laughs> make somebody else money basically nice. ultimately what it comes down to but i've thought about going on my own or buying somebody out but it's not really in the wheelhouse right now and especially with the way the economy is right um now is not the time that i want to try to do that mm-hmm. so and i enjoy like leaving work at work if right. you own your own business, like it's never you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. So which I mean I'm not opposed to. Like I I took my work home for a long time with me. I'd answer emails super late and phone calls and whatever, but Yeah. I've yep. I've been yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yep. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Yeah. It's all part of the fun, right? Yep. Um, all right, last question. Woo. We gotta wrap things up. Yes, We're hitting sir. about an hour right now. How are you gonna c- tell your kids about sex? <laughs> this is a question we brought up a while uh, ago. I- I'll use visual aids. Visual aids. I uh, am disturbed by that. You know, I'm not gonna. <laughs> okay, I should have prefaced. All of this is a joke. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We needed that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll use visual aids. Okay. I'm not gonna restrict from making noise when me and the wife are going at it. And then when the kid is curious about what is making the elephant noises next door, they're going to open the door and figure out on their own. And then I'll say, you see that? That's where you came from. And say, when you're 
in love or, you know, depressed and lonely one night at a bar, <laughs> you also could have sex. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's good. <laughs> I love how you had to preface that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, uh realistically, you know, it'll that's the whole teaching about sex idea is the main reason I want to put my kids in private school at least to start with cuz then I can do be the one breaking <laughs> breaking the seal on that. That was the weirdest <laughs> way to say that. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, but, but yeah, the, um, like, I, I don't, I don't want to leave it up to our messed up puppet school system to teach my kid about sex. So. I, I hear you there. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't explain how, though. How? How you would? Oh, you're right. That's uh, you that, I, I give. I guess I give context, but not. Uh, you know, if it's a if it's a daughter, <laughs> leaving it to the wife. Um, if it's a boy, obviously I'm taking the brunt of that conversation. It'd be it'd be like. I'm going to assume my child has siblings. I would take my child on a weekend, and, and kind of, have the talk in a more secluded, but but also a kind of situation where that's not the only thing we're doing that weekend, where it's also a, like, weekend going fishing or camping or, or whatever to kind of, like, like as entry into manhood as well. I'd probably throw in something about Song of Solomon's, Songs of Solomon, I don't remember. But yeah. And then, you know, keep it biblically based. Here's what God says sex is. Here's what the world says sex is. They they disagree. <laughs> and here's what your friends are going to try to tell you. And yeah, I don't know. That makes sense. Try to reinforce the fact that I'm open and available for all those conversations. Yeah. Oh, what about you? Uh, <laughs> ideally... I have built the ecosystem where. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> the fact that you just called it an ecosystem. I haven't even told. I haven't even defined what an ecosystem is. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, I apologize. It's, you didn't invent the word. <laughs> he that I, I haven't defined it. <laughs> He's thinking of ecosystem like I'm gonna walk him into some like sex dungeon and be like, no, no one was no, thinking that. I think the way that you. <laughs> Just continue. <laughs> you, you should have said environment. Yes. I would have cultivated an environment rather than developed an ecosystem. No, I would have rather developed an ecosystem. Ecosystem is like... Ecosystem where... It's like food chain. Yeah, it's going to be a... It's going to no. be a food chain. <laughs> uh, where those conversations can happen anywhere at any time. I am... So you're going to be the super open family. I think so. That talks about pubes at the dinner table. Probably. Okay. Yeah, I support that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's just, that's just like me. Like I'm not insane with my wife. Like we're not, we're not censoring so that you can feel better about yourself at our dinner table. Right. Like I, we're going to talk about what's real. 
Mm-hmm. And if you think that my wife isn't going to do that, <laughs> then you are never grossly mistaken. <laughs> grossly mistaken. Yeah. And so for that to translate to kids, like, I don't think it matters. Like, if it's a boy, girl, transgender, like, oh. whoever comes home and goes, what is sex? You're going to learn about it. Whether it's your kid or not. Um Nah, that's amazing. that might be a different story <laughs> but you're gonna fucking learn tonight <laughs> like i i don't know and it goes the same for any subject you know yeah like what happened to the dog it's like oh the dog ran away or like the dog just got lost one day and never came no the dog got hit by a fucking car <laughs> like sorry about it i don't know <laughs> like i yeah i don't know i feel like the environment will already be there that we can just be like, this is what the male has. This is what the female has. And you throw them together and there are outcomes for the inputs. Like four children. Yeah. Like if you make these decisions, like anything else in life, you're going to get these outcomes and these outcomes will just change. Not necessarily ruin your life, but they're going to change your life. Mm -hmm. And it's either going to make it really hard or really easy or right. somewhere in between. So. Now, I do think uh, certain information should be withheld until, eight, you know, other ages. Like, for instance, but I, I do like the idea if a child is young enough to ask with the curiosity, what is sex? They're They're old enough to know the answer. Right. But that doesn't mean you're also going to explain to them, you know, the product from a man. And right. well, I don't know, because then it makes like a puberty conversation so much easier with boys and especially with girls like, whoa, why am I bleeding every month? It's like, well, remember that conversation that we had about like, where do kids come from? Like there are like bodies are going to change. And then you can have that discussion of like, like you are a male or mm-hmm. you are a female and kind of further that and it kind of like it's a very good branching point for this tree of literally life right well i think that's and you know again great (laughs) but i wouldn't have like uh i think it's more than plausible that a nine-year-old boy could ask his father what is sex right Right. i'm not going to explain to my nine-year-old son in addition Here's condoms, here's periods, here's all this right. other stuff. No. Uh, but I am going to answer his question. Yeah. Yeah, so... Well, I don't think you have to be worried about that nine-year-old boy, because that nine-year-old boy is still covering his eyes and getting grossed out when mom and dad kiss. So... You were a different nine-year-old boy than me. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I, I was never really exposed to my parents kissing when I was younger. Right. But, yeah. I don't know. I mean... I don't know. Not every nine-year-old boy is going to cover their eyes. That's fair. And girls from, I mean, if we're going to go off stereotypes like you're doing, girls, nine-year-old girls aren't going to cover their eyes. Right. No, I agree. Yeah. So, how about you, JB? <clears throat> I have no fucking clue. That's the answer I was looking for. <laughs> Absolutely no clue. Yeah, I have no idea. Just don't have kids. There you go. Yeah, simple answer. Yes. Yeah, I really I really don't know. But I I also like what Noah was saying about having the 
family dynamic that that is an, a conversation that can be easily had, mm-hmm. you know. Um, when you can translate like sexual safety and like stranger danger, like right. it just all builds on each other. I think it would be a disservice to any kid now to hold out certain information. Obviously, yeah. like Kai was saying, like there are like, like there's no reason for a nine year old to know what condoms are, but if they ask, like, why wouldn't I tell them? Right. And then to look, you know, in the future, like 20 years when my child comes to me and wants to know about sex, like it's, it's going to be a whole different ball game. Right. A whole different ball game. And so to really like set it in that foundation of like, this is an open place. Like we're just going to talk about it as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and like be real about where things are at, how you're feeling, what school is like, what, you know, grandma's was like, what uncle Don's was like, or whatever. Like, it's all just going to be out there. Right. So it was something you had said about um, like, sexual safety and whatnot reinforced or rather kind of dug up something I reminded myself of is like, as soon as my children are old enough to speak pretty much, I'm going to explain to them the concept of good touch, bad touch right? and leave it just at that. And that is a great segue to build on. Right. Like now we can go further into what is good touch. Right. And yeah, that's look at you. You're going to be a father one day. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've been preparing, so. <laughs> yep. Um, the end? Yeah. Do you want I to think, give us a wrap-up speech? I think that kind of concludes this. Thanks for bearing with me on my kind of first led episode. Hopefully I didn't good. let you guys nice. down too much. No, it was very good. Now, tease the ads that they've heard already. Yeah. Um, Back sponsored with Manscaped. Boom. Yes. Check them out. Um, really get on that super yeah get on it super good products when I was not on the show I actually used the TCC code nice to purchase (laughs) my stuff so great yeah Um, Ma yes always Ma energy and uh, make sure you check us out description yep check us out on Spotify Mm -hmm. monthly subscriber club and uh, keep looking for updates on episode 100 coming up and then gavin's episode yeah is next week but yeah. we're no longer c- collecting questions for <clears> that <throat> but uh we have already collected questions for it so it'll be good um i'm guessing based on the questions that we got and the ramblings that we got <laughs> there will be a public episode for you all that sounds great makes sense really tells gavin's story tells kai's story a little bit more and is really cohesive. And then we're probably on the monthly subscriber club going to have a lot of things that aren't cohesive <laughs> that the audience just wanted to get engage with us and Gavin on. So uh, really driving in that monthly subscriber club. Heck yeah. Very well. <laughs>